promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. Helping to make our community a better place. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend. Discussing the things that matter most to you. Have a question? Have it answered by our local experts. Call 340-1045. That's 340-1045. Now, In the House with Jared on News 1045 WOKV. Hey, hey, welcome In the House. Your home improvement questions are answered live this morning. Hi there. My name is Jared Mellick. I own Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, throughout the week, we primarily help people with their uh, roofing, siding, and window needs. Uh, but I'm a licensed general contractor and roofing contractor. And uh, so any type of home improvement question is okay with me. Uh, if you have some sort of project going on, let's say uh, that uh, you're remodeling a kitchen and you want to know uh, what's the best type of countertop to use or what's the difference between granite and porcelain and and um, uh, and uh, ceramic uh, that's an okay question to ask me uh, maybe you're thinking about uh, replacing uh, your your flooring and you want to know what's the difference between laminate and hardwood uh, maybe you have a leak somewhere you want to know how to stop it or find it uh, really anything having to do with home improvement is perfectly okay with me done a home improvement show for a long time now so a lot of uh, those questions I can answer and help you with. The numbers here are 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. A lot of stuff to get to on my agenda today. Uh, we're going to, uh, we, you know, we've it's been a pretty rainy season, so we're going to talk um, a pretty fair amount about roofing today. Uh, also going to chat some about windows and doors uh, and the energy efficiency uh, of them, and are they all the same? Uh, those are two topics that I have on my agenda. Uh, but the best part of this show is not me. That is for sure. Uh, it is you, our great listener. Would love for you to be a part uh, of the show today uh, by giving us a call at 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. Uh, and you can be a part of the show today. Also, if you're shy uh, or just don't want to hear the sound of your voice on the radio or you just don't want to talk, but you still want your question answered, you can send me a, a question to questions at inthehouseshow.com, uh, questions at inthehouseshow.com, and uh, I will read that question live on the air and then answer it. So that's another way uh, to get your question answered if you, you don't want to chat, uh, but you still want that question answered. All right. So, you know, we've had a, a pretty rainy season so far. And um, uh, and so lots of I mean, we're getting calls every day about, you know, about roof leaks. And and, you know, it happens all the time when you uh, you know, when you uh, have this amount of rain, especially for long time periods. Um, uh, I, uh, I actually just got back from Seattle. I was I was born in, in the Seattle area and then moved to Florida right right before my freshman year in high school, uh, which was 
you know, pretty fair. I'm, I'm 45 now, so you know, quite a quite a while ago, my wife uh, uh, came with me to Seattle, and and um, you know, I, I always talk about how rainy Seattle is, and uh, and um, uh, we go, you know, we've been there twice together, my wife and I, and both times the weather is just absolutely gorgeous. It's like sunny, 75, and and uh, and she's like, I don't believe you that that uh, that Seattle is always rainy. Well, we've we've had some uh, some some of that weather here uh, in Florida, lots of rain. And when, when that happens, uh, you end up uh, seeing leaks that you hadn't seen for other times. And, and so I know there's a lot of people out there who have, you know, those, those leaks that are really difficult to find. Uh, if you uh, need help with that, you can call our office, uh, 495-0948. Again, 495-0948 for universal roof and contracting. And um, uh, we can help you uh, find those leaks and then uh, fix them. So, all right, let's go straight to the phones. Let's go to Andrew in Fleming Island. Andrew, you're in the house. How can I help you? Um, well, I've just had a new home uh, built um, in, in Fleming Island. And um, the area that is in between my attic and my back lanai, like in the attic space, uh, there's no barrier in between... Like you have the plastic roof that's uh, um, that's above the lanai, um, and then like if one of those pieces had fallen down, and I can see straight into my attic. Is there supposed to be a wall there? Um, okay, so let me let me make sure that I understand. So the um, you have an open air patio, correct? And then correct. and then if you um, uh, which is part of the general roof structure of the home, correct? So the roof is going to yeah. go to the edge of that and then it's going to come over that as well as come over the inside of the house, correct? Correct. Yes, and sir. then so and then those panels uh, that are on the ceiling of that patio, if you remove those panels, you look up and you can just see the attic uh, or the underside of the roof. And then when you go up inside there and you look towards the inside of the home of the attic, there's not a, a, a vertical wall there that separates the inside from the outside. That's what you're saying. Correct. Yeah, I can see directly all the way back in the, to the uh, upstairs portion of the other side of the house. Yep. Uh, so, so yes, that is, um, uh, that is common. And so there is, there is uh, no code requirement that says uh, that, that, that there is a, that structure has to go all the way up there. And this is uh, pretty common uh, to, uh, to have that completely open. So I'm not saying it's a great idea uh, for two reasons. Uh, one uh, is because uh, it makes it, you know, you're not giving your address or anything, and I hope there's nothing identifiable. Uh, but um, uh, there is nothing that would stop somebody from just removing uh, that, you know, that plastic. A lot of times it's just a vinyl soffit material uh, that goes there uh, also. Um, and so there's nothing that would stop somebody from removing a small piece of vinyl soffit and then being able to get right up inside your home that way. So from a security perspective, it's not very solid. And then, um, uh, so a lot of times though, what a lot of builders will do is before they use that vinyl, uh, ceiling material, they will actually put solid sheathing down first, which is obviously a lot more solid and a lot more secure. So I have seen a lot of builders do that. Uh, but many of them do not as, as you have discovered. They did that on the front porch, but they didn't do it on the back. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my, what about moisture? I mean, can't moisture just get through the entire place? Well, it, understand that it's designed to, um, you know, if, if your insulation is at your ceiling level, then that area is designed to, um, you know, to, to get air. It's designed to breathe. So uh, okay. usually that soffit area there on the porch would be open uh, for air so that air can come in there. And then there's going to be some sort of ridge vent for that, uh, you know, or exhaust ventilation for that air to get out. Uh, so that's pretty common. Uh, so that part doesn't concern me, the air. Uh, and then because it's um, on the underside, we don't get as concerned about necessarily, you know, like wind-driven rain getting in because it's, okay. you know, it's on the underside. So the air is okay. Um, uh, you know, it's designed to escape out. So it, that's so, a, so it's designed to breathe. Right. Getting up there and closing it off, that's a bad idea? Yeah, you wouldn't want to close it completely off. Um, if you want to do some sort of, you know, solid area and then vent it, it's okay. Um, but cause what would happen is, is let's say that you went straight up with a wall of, of, you know, from, from the, let's say the actual inside of your home, blocking that off so that the porch area was a separate area. That's okay. You can do that. You just have to have some sort of ventilation. Uh, so that, that space that you've closed off over the porch then would have to have some sort of vent and then you would have to have some sort of holes in that wall so that the air could transfer through so that it could ventilate properly so you can't close it off you just have to make sure that both spaces are ventilated okay sounds good well i appreciate your time yeah. And then with a solid, I, I like the idea, um, you know, it's, it's still pretty new. I actually like the idea of, uh, of you contacting the builder and let them know that you're concerned from a security perspective. Because to me, that's your biggest challenge here is, is actually the security portion of it. So if okay. it's still a new house, um, I would call them and, and really express concern about the security that anybody could come up and just take one of these panels out and get in. So I like right. the idea of doing solid sheathing there. Now, obviously they can still cut it with a saw, but you know, again, that's easier than just pulling yeah, a piece of plastic down. So yeah, it's a lot more work. Yeah. Um, I, do you have time for one more question or not? Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm good. Yep. Okay. Um, ceiling deviation. Um, at nighttime, you can literally play checkers on my ceiling um, because of the, uh, whenever the mud that went in between the, the boards, Hmm. Um, is there some type of specification that if it's over, then it doesn't meet code? Um, no, not really. Uh, the, okay. uh, yeah, it's it, because it's an aesthetic issue, right? It, so right. There, yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing that's going to, uh, you know, the deviations in the ceiling, by the way, that's going to, the deviations in the ceiling are common, right? It, the, the, the wood trusses that are there, this, the, the drywall is attached to the underside of the, the truss. And so it's, there's going to be high points and low points. There's no way to stop that. But the right. idea with a drywall finisher is that what they're going to do is float it out where you don't see those imperfections. And so there's nothing wrong with the, from a code perspective, the codes are typically addressing, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the structural components, is it functional? It, it doesn't necessarily address aesthetic issues, but okay. there's, but there's nothing that says that as a, as a customer, it is reasonable for you to expect that in a brand new home that you're not going to see huge imperfections in the ceiling. So yeah, I, okay. again, 
I don't think that it's necessarily a code issue, but it is. I don't think that there's anything wrong with the expectations that you wouldn't see huge undulations, you know, in the right. in the ceiling on a brand new home. Yeah, because I've got three quarters of an inch difference in between trusses. Wow. I mean, you can take a, a level up there and just, you know, seahorse it back and forth. I mean, it just, you know, it, it's bad. Yeah, um, that. I just didn't know if there was anything that I can kind of cite as a okay, you know, this is regulatory. You know, whatever, but obviously there's not. So well, there well there is with that. I mean, if the, if three in, three inches is that what you said? Or three, three quarters, quarters? Three quarters of an inch. Yeah, three quarters of an inch. Of an inch. A uh, yeah, that's that's a pretty significant <laughs> amount. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, that's a pretty significant amount. So, um, so there is with that. I mean, there is, um, and I forget what the specific code says about trusses with the with the. Um, uh, variance between them, but that I would consider that excessive. So, um, so I, I I would raise that as an issue. How how old is the house? Uh, it was uh, we closed on it in uh, two, uh, November of two thousand seventeen. So within the one year period. So yes, right. It, and they told us that that they would fix it, and then um, November eleventh, or uh, the date that at the one year mark. They said no. They weren't going to fix it. The guy that did they put it in writing it. before? No, uh, no, they never did put it in writing. But they they had been they had been bringing people out and measuring the roof or the ceiling, and they brought four or five people out. They bought the you know of course the home or the builders just contract. Yeah. They built the person that con- the that actually did the work, and he said it was excessive. Um, yeah. But they don't you know nobody's really wanting to come and fix it. Yeah, as long as you notified them before the one year mark, you're fine. I would send right. a, I would send a certified letter first that says that you're going to pursue you know that you're going to pursue legal action if they don't um, okay. is what I would do. Um, and just uh, do that to the builder. To the builder, yeah, that's okay. that's who I would I would go directly to the builder. Um, gotcha. And then uh, and so that's what I would do is I I would go directly to the builder. Perfect. Yeah. I'll send one out Monday. All right, sounds good. Good luck with that, man. Thank you for your time. Thanks. No problem. All right, if you want to take his line, you can give us a call, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. And by the way, I wasn't trying to give legal advice there. I just said I would send a certified letter. So I'm not a lawyer. Get legal advice from a, from a lawyer. But from a construction perspective, uh, that is excessive. All right. Uh, that, after that disclaimer, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to In the House. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, welcome back in the house. Uh, your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now, today. Give us a call, 340-1045. That's right, 340-1045. Also, you can email me a question. Do that at questions at inthehouseshow.com. I'll read the question live on the air and then answer it. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Luisa in Ponte Vedra. Luisa, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. I did, nice to talk to you. I, I wanted you. to ask you, I own an old country house built in 1895. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's quite nice. It has a barn, mm-hmm. and above the barn is an apartment which my son, one of my sons lives in. Mm-hmm. And uh, 10 years ago, I had the barn uh, reshingled and a new roof put on the barn, and mm-hmm. uh, the barn even has box stalls in the bottom. It's quite a place. Anyway, um, 
the roof has developed a leak over the bathroom mm-hmm. on the edge, just over the bathroom window. Now, we cannot get a hold of the wretched man who put the roof on. I'm told he's either retired or he's dead or whatever. We can't get, find him anyway. What do you think we should do about this leak? You got any ideas? Uh, I mean, I would I just call another roofer is is probably what I would do. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't want the wretched man uh, out there. So um, the you know, it, when when it comes to bathrooms, the most common uh, leak area over a bathroom uh, there is um, there's a what's called a bathroom stack. Uh, the stack is a pipe that goes um, as part of the ventil- uh, ventilation for the plumbing system. Uh, it's a pipe that actually comes in the wall, connects to where the toilet or sink is, and then goes up uh, and pokes up through the roof. And its ventilation allows air to come in so that t- the toilet will flush or the sink will drain. It allows the air to come in. And there's a flashing that goes around them, and there's two primary methods that are used. Uh, one is called a, a neoprene boot, uh, which is a gasket material. And uh, that gasket material over time uh, with the sun, as it expands and contracts, it cracks, which allows water to come in. And the second method that it's done is, is what's called a lead boot. And many times squirrels will actually go up there and they'll sharpen their teeth on the lead, causing a hole, and then water will come in. The water will follow that pipe down, and it'll come down either into the wall or into the ceiling and show a leak. So if I had to guess, uh, the, the... it's most likely uh, that that is where the leak is coming in. Also, if you have a if you have a vent if you have uh, an exhaust fan in that bathroom, uh, uh-huh. then there's a vent for that, and many times the water can come in there as well. So, so I, both of those are pretty simple fixes, um, okay. and so uh, chances are that's what it is. Um, really. Yeah, it, it could be something else, but uh, but if you know about eighty to ninety percent of the time when we see a leak in a bathroom, uh, that's where it's coming in. So, um, so wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. So if you call my office, um, which is four nine five zero nine four eight, then you know we can send one of our guys out to take a look at it and see where that leak is. Many times it's just a minor fix. We do repairs. Uh-huh. You know, ten years is is still pretty young for a roof. Um, yeah, so um, so you should be fine. We do repairs all day long. If it's not fine and it and it's major, you know, my guys will tell you that too. But um, but okay. But chances are, it's just a minor repair. Okay, and I have one more comment. All right, hold. The reason up. I'm calling you, sir, is because you're on live today. Yes. Some of your programs. I heard last week's program. It was the third time I'd heard I that know. Program. I'm so I sorry about that. Yep. Yeah. No, I know. I'm so sorry about that. I, I, um, I've had a hectic year, and I just, I've tried to do these live shows, and I'm so sorry that I've had so many recorded ones. I promise you, I'm trying the rest of the year to do more live shows. Uh, it, it bothers me probably more than it bothers you. So I'm just so sorry that I, that I haven't had that many live. But we are going to be live next week as well, for sure, 100%. So. All right. Thanks, Louisa. Thanks for that call. And I appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. God bless. All right. We'll be right back. Helping to make our community a better place. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend, discussing the things that matter most to you. 
Have a question? Have it answered by our local experts. Call 340-1045. That's 340-1045. Now, In the House with Jared on News 1045 WOKV. Hello. Welcome back. That's right. In the House, your home improvement questions are answered. Give us a call, 340-1045, 340-1045, to answer your home improvement questions. Any type is okay with me. I'm a licensed contractor here in the state of Florida, uh, both general uh, building, residential, and uh, roofing. So any type of question is okay with me. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Brad in Kingsland, Georgia. Brad, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing, sir? Do- doing great, thanks. How can I help you? Yeah, I just got a question. I recently filed a claim for my roof to be redone. Mm-hmm. I still haven't got a result back from the insurance if it's you're going to cover it or not. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had a first. I had an inspection. The roofer come out, and they they get you a sign a contract. I guess basically saying that you'll do business with us in the event your claim is approved. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering what's the uh, details of you know anything about those type of contracts? Are they legit? Yeah, so it depends on the one on the contract. There's there's a couple different versions that people use. One of them is is just um, what's called like a work authorization or storm work contract that just basically says, you know, in exchange for me helping you through this process and and you know meeting the insurance company and those sort of things, you're agreeing that at the end of that I get to do the work. So that's one version of it. Another version of it is what's called an AOB or assignment of benefits. Um, and basically with that one, what you're doing is you're not only agreeing to do the work, but you're also assigning your rights to the claim uh, to that contractor. And so um, in general, I usually don't recommend that you do an AOB or assignment of benefits on the front end unless you really know the contractor because it's very hard to get the the claim back. Um, if, if you know the contractor or if the insurance company's already approved it and they're starting the work, then that's one thing because it allows them to deal directly with the insurance company if there's any supplements or anything. So, um, uh, so how long ago did you, did you file the claim and that you um, haven't heard was, from the insurance? It, it was probably about three weeks ago. Okay. And, uh, the, the claim adjuster in, uh, called me and said that he's going to come by but i haven't heard anything back yet because he still has a look on the inside okay. from the water damage yep but that was just i guess mainly worried about you know like are they that guess they want the deductible up front the uh, roofing company yeah define up and then front. they then they take all i guess whatever the insurance is going to pay for the roof they're going to take all of that yeah, I mean that's I mean that's you have to pay your deductible, right? And there's yeah, nothing yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it, if if upfront is once it's approved and they have you on the schedule, then that's normal. If upfront is now before you know whether or not it's approved, then that's a problem. So, um, you know, I mean, once you choose Yeah, they're the not co- asking for the money yet until, you know, they're going to actually do the roof. Yeah, I, I mean, just was wondering if they're going to just like say that the you know, the claim is for nine, but, you know, they're going to want 11 for the roof, you know, and then they're going to want an extra 2000 from me. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on what the agreement says. Here's the way that it, that it usually, well, here's the way that we do it, and, and I don't, you know, 
um, so what we do is uh, is the in what our agreement with homeowners usually is with our roofing company is whatever the insurance company pays for the work that is done, that's what we do it for. And the cost of the homeowner is three things. There's three things that you're responsible for. One is the deductible. You have to pay that. The second is is any upgrades you decide to do. And the third would be any hidden damage that the insurance company doesn't end up paying for. So that, that would be pretty common the way that most roofers do it. And, and so, you know, you have to pay your deductible because that's just part of your contract with your insurance company is that that's your portion that you pay. So that would be pretty common. And the insurance company is not going to pay more than it's worth. I mean, I, I just don't find that that happens. So, you know, the insurance company is not going to pay 11 if it's only worth nine. What happens is, is there's third party estimating software that most insurance companies and contractors use. So it's an independent pricing software. So you just have to look at what your contract says. And if the if the contract says that the roofer can charge you more than what the insurance pays then they could pay you charge you that extra two grand but if it okay. if they don't then theoretically they couldn't right so i got you. um well, it's mainly thing is i'm worried am i stuck to this uh company or could i once i find out the claims approved if it does then could i go somewhere else is it, i guess it was a contract proposal and um and they they wanted me to sign it just to say that they can you know work on my well, behalf and then I'm yeah stuck, i mean if you know, you're going to cancel it, it if you're going to cancel it i would cancel it before the insurance company comes out in other words if they haven't performed any work yet they haven't met the insurance they haven't done anything then now would be the time to cancel it but and again i'm not a, i'm not a lawyer i'm a roofer right yeah. but in well, general about 3 days on the paper something about yeah, you have it, 3 days to cancel on the tw- midnight on the third day or something Right. And, and so this is a contract, right? So don't take contracts lightly, right? If you're signing so a contract... proposal, this one that, that when they came out originally before the insurance was even involved, that was a contract. Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, if you're signing it, it's a, it's a contract. So whatever okay. the terms of, the, of it, and again, I'm not a lawyer, I'm a roofer, right? I'm not trying to give you legal advice, but... but yeah, that's the main reason. I was just wanting to make sure that it was legit, you know, because... Yeah. You know, I heard something the other day about, you know, don't sign your benefits away to roofing companies. So, yeah. you know, listen, and you being a roofer, I just want to make sure this is common practice. Well, again, it's there's two different things here. Is it is it just a contract or is it assignment of benefits? And so I think it, it's both. I think it's honestly yeah. both. Yeah. So so if you are concerned about signing your benefit away, which I don't disagree with you, I'm not disagreeing with you that you should, we don't do that. So we don't have people sign AO assignment of benefits up front. We yeah, would. That's on what the, this one did. Yeah. You know, yeah. which, I mean, I didn't sign anything, but I'm just wondering. So you did he, sign you know, it or pretty, you didn't? I didn't sign it. You he didn't? Was pretty oh, adamant okay. of getting it signed before he left. And then I, see. I kept saying, no, I don't, you know, I don't sign anything. Yeah. And then I don't know. He talked to my wife afterwards, but. I know I didn't sign it. Yeah. So, you know, I just don't want to, like, say I got interior damage because I have a bunch of stains on in my ceiling. So, if that, you know, they come in and look at the inside, all they're doing is the roof. Well, what if they give me money for the inside and then they just fix my roof and take all my benefits? Then I'm stuck without fixing the inside of my house. Which would be a concern for sure, and so I would address yeah. that with a I would address that with a contractor. And the thing is, is that you should. Well, they sign told a, me that if in the, in the event that happened, that the rest of the benefits, say they give me three thousand for the inside, and the rest for the out, 
they would kick back those benefits. They they wouldn't take those benefits from me because, of course, the, the insurance is going to give me the money, not them. Yep. With with so, any contract, with any contract that you sign, you always want to make sure that everything is specifically laid out. So, um, if it that's not addressed in the contract, I wouldn't sign it unless it is. Okay. You understand? You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you should never sign a contract that doesn't have all the terms that you've talked about. So, so basically, if you see something like that, it should be a red flag. You, yeah, you know, I mean, your I would. Company's not, you're not getting people to sign those right off the bat. Yeah, we we typically we we do have people assign uh, sign assignment of benefits to us, but it's usually once we're actually doing the work. So how we do it is that we have people sign a contract up front that says that if we meet the insurance company and they pay for it, you agree to use us. That's that's basically what ours says. And then once we sign the actual contract to perform the work, we usually will have people sign an assignment of benefit, but it's so that we can submit any supplements or hidden damage directly to. To the insurance company so that's how we typically do it there are there is a methodology and there are people that do sign a assignment of benefits up front and i don't think that all those contractors are bad but but again if it's if there's questions that you have you should always get those questions in writing on the actual contract because that's the only thing that matters and i would be very cautious signing of your your benefit of the um uh, of the claim away especially if there's further damage so okay. hopefully that answers right. your question. Well, so. i got you appreciate it i'm not gonna hold up time anymore so you got more calls but thank you thanks brother really appreciate your call good luck with that and uh but there is you know there's there's an advantage in you know, in having a contractor, having a roofer meet the adjuster out there, uh, and it shouldn't be an advantage, but there is. And so good luck with that, Brad. Um, and if you have any other questions, give me a call. All right. You're listening in the house. We're going to take a quick break. Come right back. Hey, hey, welcome back. Final segment this week's in the house show. You can call right now. 340-1045. Again, 340 340- 104.5 to get your home improvement questions answered. Uh, also, if you want to email me a question, to, you can do that at questions at inthehouseshow.com. So next week, uh, Saturday, June 9th, I'm going to be live at uh, the Morocco Shrine in, uh, Auditorium. Morocco Shrine Auditorium. I said that way too fast, so it jumbled over myself. Uh, but uh, come out uh, for the First Alert Hurricane Expo. Uh, all kinds of great information. I'll be broadcasting uh, this show live from there uh, from 9 to 10. The event is actually 9 to 2. Uh, would love to meet you. It is a free event, uh, free admission and free parking. Uh, and then I'll be uh, speaking at some point on stage uh, about uh, how to make sure that your roof is ready for hurricane season, uh, but all kinds of great information uh, uh, this next Saturday, June 9th from 9 to 2 p.m. Uh, you've heard me on the radio for the last uh, few years. If you want to know what I look like, that'd be a great way. Uh, I'd love to, love to meet you. Come out uh, to the uh, Morocco Shrine Auditorium next Saturday, June 9th from 9 to 2 all right, so uh, home improvement talk here uh, on News 104.5 WOKV. Let's go right back to the phones. Uh, talk to Bob on the south side. Bob, you're in the house. Go ahead. Uh, yes, sir. I enjoy your program. Thanks, Bob. Yes, sir. I have a question. Uh, involves a, uh, see if I have the basis for a lawsuit against a roofing company. Okay. I, I was told I was approved uh, to make monthly payments. Mm-hmm. 
and I was involved in a refi, and I wanted to do with refi. I wanted to pay off my uh, I had heavy debt. And wanted to pay that off, and just uh, and it was part of a VA arrangement, so I couldn't get out of uh, having a new roof put on without having the refi go through. Mm-hmm. And the, I was told it was approved, and then uh, they completed quickly, and they'd have other work done on the house as well. And then uh, they told me I was in a pending status. They didn't really elaborate on that, so it was about three weeks. And then uh, I talked to the representative of the roofing company, explained I was doing a refi, I wanted to get my heavy debt paid off, and do the monthly payments. And that went without my knowledge or consent. They told the representative of the finance company that they would slap a lien on the house if they weren't paid up front. And uh, when I complete the refi process, I wasn't aware that the representative of the finance company told me that uh, the roof would be paid off. I said, no, I wanted to do a monthly payment. And then, then he told me that. And then I spoke to the representative of the roofing company, and she said I knew what was going on. And I requested to speak to her boss. I was transferred to voicemail, so was, she never got back to me. So I would not have signed the contract if I had been told that I had to pay up front in full upon the completion of the refi in my house. So I don't know if I had a basis for the um, for a lawsuit against the roofing company. I talked to a couple of my neighbors who were involved in uh, reconstruction, and uh, they told me I did have a basis. And I wrote to the Florida Department of Regulation and said they didn't violate any of their regulations, but uh, I may have a basis for a civil suit, so I wanted to get your opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably beyond my uh, abilities. I, I could tell you, uh, you know, what type of material to use and what type of, uh, <laughs> you know, if you have a problem, how to fix it. Unfortunately, with the legal part of it, I, I probably wouldn't express my opinion. I may give you an opinion off air, just you and I chatting, uh, but uh, on air probably wouldn't be appropriate for me to, to give a, you know, a legal opinion because that's really what it is. I mean, in general, I can talk about the lien law part of it is that it is it is accurate that you don't get a lien uh, a lien release until either the contract is paid in full or a payment arrangement is made those are the two reasons why you would get a, a lien release and so um so as to whether or not you know that roofer should have talked to the finance company about it and whether or not you have a you know a criminal case against them uh, i i w- it doesn't sound like there's any sort of criminal uh thing that occurred here uh civilly you can sue anybody anytime for any reason right i could sue you because you took two minutes of my radio show to talk about this. doesn't mean I'm going to win because I invite callers to talk about anything, right? And so, um, so you know, you can bring a lawsuit for any reason, any time against anybody. It doesn't mean that you're going to win. Okay. And so, now, um, yeah, I have Another question. The, the contract, I read through it, and it said that the uh, suppliers can come after me even if I paid the roofing company in full. And I don't know if that was a standard on a contract for a roofing company or was it just you know, it- no, it's it's part of the lien law. Basically, what happens is is that um, anybody who provides uh, services at your home has what's called lien rights, and they ha- there's requirements that they have to do. So, for example, there's what's the person that's in privity, meaning the person that's actually in contract with you. You know about them because you signed the contracts, and if you don't pay them, they have the right to lien your property. Well, there's other people like material suppliers that say 
um, that it, when they're going to deliver um, materials to your property, they also have lien rights. But what there's requirements. They have to actually send you a notice. They have to say, hey, listen, we installed or we delivered materials to your site. Therefore, we have lien rights. We're just letting you know. And you need to make sure that before you pay the, the person who's supposed to pay us, that they've paid us first. It's called a lien release. And so, um, so no, that is common and they do have lien rights. And so before you would pay the final amount to the contractor, you would want to make sure that you get a lien release from that supplier that says that they've been paid in full. Because it is accurate that if that supplier wasn't paid in full, then they do have lien rights on your property, meaning that they can lien you. So before you pay final payment to the contractor or anybody's doing work at your home, you need to make sure that you get a lien release from them and it, it is an exchange. What happens is, is they give you a lien release at the same time you pay them. Now, would I be able to get your private opinion, let's say by email or, or on that issue? Or, or Yeah, if you email me, then we can chat about it a little bit more for sure. Okay. And it's Jared, J-A-R-E-D at inthehouseshow.com. Jared at? Inthehouseshow.com or universalroof.com. They both go to me. But Sure. Well, thank uh, you very much way. for your time, and uh, enjoy your show, and you have a nice day. Nice. Thanks. Thanks, bud. You too. All right, quickly, Chuck, uh, uh, let's talk. Uh, we've got about a minute before, uh, maybe a minute and a half before the show ends. How can I help you, Chuck? I'd like to know about the opening size requirements for off-ridge roof vents. Sure. I noticed in my attic, they're cut about 10 inches wide, but when I look at the uh, manufacturer's recommendations on some of them that you see in the box stores, it says they're supposed to be 3 inches wide. So, is it an off-ridge vent, or is it a ridge vent? Off-ridge vent. Off-ridge vent. Okay. So, so each, oh, well, I only have 30 seconds left. I thought I had more. Uh, okay, so each vent is going to have its own recommendation or requirement on what the opening is. Um, so it really is going to vary by manufacturer. So what I would try to do is find the manufacturer that actually manufactured that one, and that's going to tell you the exact size. Um, and that's the end of the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. Universal Roofing Contracting, 495-0948. Renewal by Anderson, 222-8064. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless. See ya. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.